and here we go. Wow, it's uh, been a while, guys. Welcome back to Be Relentless. It's where we talk all training, pro wrestling, life, business, and anything to help you build and motivate you to have a relentless mindset. Now, I did promise last time that we would have a guest for the next show. It has been a very long time, I know. With everything going on in the world right now, we're back in lockdown again. Um, so we couldn't really make that happen right now. But what I can promise to you guys is that these podcasts will be on a more regular basis <laughs> rather than months and months in between. But it has been... Man, I don't even know where to start with this. It has just been crazy. All Everything going on with this whole COVID-19 stuff, lockdowns, everything. The whole world is just changing. Complete chaos. Um, yeah, so I, I guess I can give you a bit of an update of sort of what we've been doing. Uh, the gym has moved, obviously, into a new facility, brand new facility, a uh, bigger facility. We also opened our pro wrestling school, which we'll get... Um, into a little bit later on we man we opened for like two and a half weeks and then had to shut down again which which sucked but you know it's it's needed to help prevent the spread of everything going on but funny i actually i'm actually not <laughs> i live outside of the metropolitan area so uh, we're out in dales creek in the middle of the bush out there so we're, we're not really in lockdown we can still go out and do things which is is quite nice but yeah having the having the gym and the school the wrestling school shot has just yeah been a bit of a bit of a kick in the teeth um everyone was super pumped up to get back to it um but a lot of my clients um jumped straight back onto the online stuff just and that, and that's what's so important is just that ability to adapt and that and that goes into a relentless mindset as well just having that ability to adapt and not complain about the shit that you cannot control like everyone asked me when you know we, we sort of prepared a little bit that the lockdowns were going to happen again um but everyone sort of asked me what what's going through your mind how are you doing this you got you know thousands and thousands of dollars of expenses that you need to pay each month and your income is just gone you have to shut um well, when I found out we were going in lockdown, I just screamed. I was like, ah! And I was like, okay, let's, what do we do? Let's go. It was a, a slight second of, okay, I'm frustrated. But the next second, I was straight back into the game. It's like, what are we doing? How are we adapting? Let's go. You can't sit there and complain and complain and complain about stuff that is out of your control. What can you control? What can we do? Okay, we can do online programming. Let's go to that. We can do nutrition consulting. We can set up our whole wrestling school on an online system. We can get this podcast going again. <laughs> Which this is something that we wanted to, that we're going to start doing anyway. Uh, we set up a nice little studio here at the new gym upstairs in a lovely office where we can invite our guests up and just have a nice, nice comfortable area to do this. Um... But yeah, it's just, you got to have that mindset to just adapt, just adapt and go with it. Um, things could be a lot worse. I always ask myself, um, compared to what? Was Eric, Eric Legrand, I think was his name. I'm probably butchering his name there. Um, he was a you know NFL player that suffered a severe spinal cord injury, and 
you know, he was paralyzed in a wheelchair and he is one of the most positive people I've ever heard speak. Uh, and his whole thing was compared to what? And I, I heard for, first heard this story from um, Hunter, um, Triple H, about about this. And there's one thing that he thinks about us all the time is when something's bad, it's, you know, Eric's thing was just compared to what? Compared to what? He's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm in this, but, I, you know, I'm lucky that I have health insurance. You know, in America, it's a lot worse on what's going on. What's going on here? You know, we're lucky to have things like Medicare and stuff, um, but it's not like that over there. So his whole thing is like, yeah, this sucks, but, you know, it could be worse. And that's how you got to look at these situations. Yeah, it sucks, okay, but it could be a lot worse. I could be, you know, completely out of a job, completely out of an income. I'm lucky that I have a solid, dedicated client base uh, that want to... That you know, prioritize their training and understand the importance and want to reach their goals and you know trust me enough to help them do that. Whether we're freaking doing it in an old rundown gym, a brand new gym, online, it doesn't matter. They're they're getting it done. Um, and I love working with people like that and that that mindset. Um, yeah, so that's, that's sort of where we're at. You know, we're locked down, <laughs> gym's shut, everything's online, but you know it's going well. I I really didn't know what to speak about. I didn't want to spend too much time on the whole COVID thing. It's sort of, I, I can't watch the news anymore. Like I put the news on and I last about, you know, 45 seconds and that's it. I'm done. Don't take that little sound clip out of, um, out of context. Don't, don't be cutting that and then posting that around. <laughs> I just realized sort of how, how bad that could sound and how, how that could be interpreted, <laughs> but I, ca- I can't watch it. Like it's just full of negative shit, and I it just fills your mind. And people consume themselves with that. They watch the news all day, all day, all day. They're reading all this negative stuff, and they freak themselves out. They get crazy anxiety because of this. Um, yeah, it's bad. It's not as bad as what we thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, it's still bad, and we don't want people getting sick. We don't want people that who are at risk dying. Um, but you know, it's it's not as bad as what as what we first thought. But you just the media just changes it so much, like just everything negative, 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 negative. Um, you know, there are some good reporters out there that are doing a good job and just giving facts, and that's what we need. We need facts and we need good leadership. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this, speaking about it, because it seems that it's what everyone's talking about at the moment. So what I did do is I put out some questions that we could, you know, take our minds off this and just get, get the ball get the ball rolling on some other stuff. So I put out to my Instagram just for a short time on my story of some questions. Got a few in because, yeah, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about today. Could have put something together, but, you know, it's it's the whole reason of this is like, what do you guys want? That's why I'm always asking, well, what do you want me to talk about? What topics do you want covered? What questions? Because I want to help you guys as much as I can. That's the whole point of, the, of this podcast. Um, so the first question I got from my man, Brad, which is a client of mine. He is... Um, He's actually a, a very inspiring client of mine. He's always, he is a dude, he has a relentless mindset. He's very chilled out, 
relaxed guy, but he he knows how to freaking work hard, that's for sure. Um, he has just been obsessed with training. Um, he originally came to me because he wanted to learn more. He wanted to learn, you know, the, the fundamentals of strength training. He wanted to learn how to uh, squat, deadlift properly, bench press, the big three, um, and just learn the science behind the programming as well. He didn't necessarily want to, like, go into coaching or something. I think he has a, a degree in exercise science, and I think he was looking at getting some more certifications. But just for his knowledge, he, he just wants to um, expand on that knowledge, which is really great. And, he, you know, he does that in all areas of his life. You know, he inspires me, actually, to read. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm reading this book. I, I set myself a goal of reading, like, 20 pages a day and doing this and doing that. I'm like, man, I've got to do that. And it just gets surrounding yourself with positive people with good mindsets like that is so so healthy for you it's the same thing if it goes the other way if you surround yourself with you know like negative things negative news reports flat out people that are just negative on life complaining about everything bitching about everything you're gonna slowly transition into that mindset as well so man i uh I've all the time in the world for this guy. He, yeah, he he definitely has a relentless mindset, as chilled out as he is. But um, yeah, he put a question in, just I am asking what the future of relentless is. So you probably seen relentless school of pro wrestling is what we started. Um, I guess I can talk about why we started that and how that all came about. So. You know, you probably heard on my first, if you listen to my first podcast, I went into a, like, a bit of detail of how I got into wrestling and the whole story there. Um, and there was a there was a brief period of time, maybe about three or four years, where I first came back from working at Booker T's um, pro, wrestling, pro wrestling school. I came back and realized sort of how different it was and how behind Australia was, and I started coaching. So I spent about three or four years coaching for free, you know, four to five nights a week. Um, and I loved it. I loved the pro- process of coaching. It's what led me to strength and conditioning as well. Um, and I sort of got away from that a bit. I got away. I got, I got when I'd go down there and I'd have to spend hours, like four or five hours with someone and I'd, Get just a, just make them that little bit better. Just get them that little bit better, and then I'd never see them again. And that would happen over and over and over again. So it's sort of like I felt like my time wasn't wasn't being valued. My time now is like more valu- valuable than ever. I have you know a beautiful wife at home and two beautiful daughters. One is two and a half, uh, Amelia, <coughs> Amelia, and Makita is. Uh, almost 10 months now, which is crazy. They've gone so quick. Um, so my time is very, very valuable. Um, but saying that, wrestling has given me so much. It's led me to strength and conditioning. It is, you know, is I've my whole life to thank for it. It's given me some great memories, great opportunities, um, and I've been to places that, you know, people can only dream of going. So I have to give back. I feel I just have this duty that I, I have to give back and help people. And I get so much out of that, seeing them get that little bit better. It's the same thing with strength and conditioning, helping people reach their goals, getting them stronger, helping them lose a little bit more body fat, um, and 
increasing their mobility and their quality of life. It's, it's just so rewarding. So I felt I had to get back but because of my hours. Like for people that you know aren't in this, you know, don't know too much. You know, if, if you're working with me directly, you probably know what my sleep schedule is like. Um, the strength and conditioning, the hours are crazy. You have to love this to do it. Um, I'll, I'll mostly work around, most of the hours are like 12, 12 hours, but a lot of the time, especially these last like two weeks, we're opening has been absolute chaos with the wrestling school as well. So, you know, we're putting in like 15-hour days, um, you know, very minimal sleep, you know, two to four hours pretty much every night, uh, which isn't healthy. You should get at least, you know, seven to nine hours. Uh, women, you need a little bit more, about that nine-hour mark is good for you. Um, so I don't recommend <laughs> what I was doing, but it's just that I have a goal and a vision in my mind that I have to achieve that is sort of, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to put <laughs> my health aside a little bit because I, I have a vision and I need to succeed at that and that my why is a lot stronger than, you know, seven hours of sleep at the moment. So that's why we have to do that little disclaimer there. Don't have to, don't be having to do that, but sometimes it is required um, if you want to get what you want to get, uh, which is part of that sacrifice. Um, so I sort of lost where I am now. So yeah, yeah that's right crazy hours so i couldn't get down to wrestling schools to coach let alone you know doing it for free as well uh i'd have to drive from where my gym was located you know probably about yeah from like 40 minutes to over an hour to get to the nearest school you don't have to get there then train you know most nights i'll finish up coaching between you know eight nine o'clock at night so by the time i drive down there wrestle then drive back you know now living further out i probably wouldn't get home till like 12 1 a.m and then have to be up again at three so which is <laughs> yeah funny sort of schedule that i'm on now but um well before this lockdown anyway the last, <laughs> before this lockdown that's what i'd have to do all the time if i wanted to do that and you know i i have a mindset and a belief of the way things should be uh, just through the way that I've been coached and the way that I've been trained. Um, there are some great schools here in Victoria. Um, Carlo Cannon runs an awesome school there at VP. Uh, been there quite a few times. He has an amazing passion for what he does. He's a really, really good, really good coach. Um, so there are definitely good, some, some good schools. And, of course, you know, my home at, um, you know, where it all started with George Julio um, for NAW, but you know, I've I have a way that I want to do things um, that I think that is lacking in the pro wrestling school in the teaching, and I I believe that you know where I've been and what I've done is something that I can bring that's not really seen here uh, with the people that I am working with, like JXT um, and and Fox Phil. Uh, they're just they have a very same mindset as me, and they have a lot of things that they can bring to the table as well, which is really good. And that's that's what sort of what separates us. Um, I, I wanted to coach. 
I miss wrestling, miss coaching so much. I had to cut back on shows a little bit. You know, my family time is becoming more of an importance to me. So I had to cut back on shows a bit. Didn't want to wrestle sort of every weekend, twice a weekend. Because, uh, you know, that, that that's a huge night in itself that I'm missing out. I'm already putting in so many hours at work. Um, you know, it sounds like I'm putting in a lot of freaking excuses for a guy that makes excuses, but no, it's it's just prioritizing what's important to you, what's your vision of life, what do you want out of life. My family is the most important thing to me, uh, so I need time, man. We're not promised tomorrow, so I want to make the most out of that. Being there, being a, being a dad, uh, as oh, as my daughters call me, Papa, <laughs> which is really 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 cute. Um, that's that's the most important thing to me, um, and being there to support my wife who does an incredible job of one dealing with dealing with those crazy monsters, um, but also supporting me and what I wanted <clears throat> what I want to do as well. Um, but man, so I, what better way to do it than to blend the two together and have it under one roof and open a wrestling school? So I went to I obviously couldn't do this alone. Uh, with the, the amount of volume that we would have to do running classes and all the work that would go to it. So, you know, I asked my boys to help me out. Phil and JXT, again, those guys bring so much to the table. Table. We all have a very similar mindset on wrestling, but we all bring our own flavors as well through our own experiences and backgrounds. Um, you know, JXT has done a lot um, with WWE overseas, USA, he has his fundamentals are absolutely incredible, and you know the big rig fox. You know he has. I won't go into detail because I know he doesn't like talking about. It. He has a very very good martial arts background, uh, which is something. You know he, he is a very good coach, a very good coach. He has a very good eye for him pulling parts, pulling things apart with match psychology and, and things like that. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> The, there's no better two guys than those two to help me with this. Uh, so I went to them, and they were 100% on board with it. So we got the ball rolling. Just, you know, worked out. I was looking at moving into a new facility, so why not let's get something a little bit bigger, and we can chuck a ring in there and, you know, um, start our wrestling school, which was, a, you know, def- with, the, with the two and a half weeks that we had open, you know, it's... it's well exceeded what, what we're expecting. Um, we have a an incredible bunch of you know guys and girls who are dedicated. Um, and that was the thing we we set this up. Um, you know, and we don't. I put it out there. We don't care. And this is the first thing we said said to everyone. We don't care. You know, everyone that came to our school. We don't care if you whatever school you train at. If you want to train here and you want to go to other places, we recommend that. We recommend that you go, you know, go see a guy like Kylo. He might be able to see something that we don't. We might be, he might be able to, you know, just just look through the lines a little bit. You know, we, we'll see you all the time. He might just pick up on something. That's like when, when I was wrestling, I'd, I'd sit down and talk to whoever I could. Everyone had little little differences all the fundamentals were very very much the same but you know there were certain things that you know if i sat down with tommy dreamer there was something that i'd see with that he would see in me and then i'd sit down with chava and it'll be something completely different but i'll take and you know chava guerrero and i'll say i'll take what would apply i'll, I'll take 
what I could and then apply it to myself. Um, and there was just little things that they would pick up on and different different mindsets, different perspectives of things. And I think that is so important in, in building a well-rounded wrestler is you need, uh, you need to do that. So we, we highly recommend that you do go to other places. There's so many places that are like, you come to us and only us, that is it. You can't see anyone else because we're the best. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> if you're in a school and they're telling you that, get the fuck out. Excuse my swearing, but I'm sorry. Um, man, we want everyone to grow. We want everyone to grow. Um, and, you know, I'm saying there's schools like that around here. We, we have some very, very good schools, but I have been to places, um, and even overseas, I've been to places where they have been like that, like, this is it, you cannot go anywhere else, and you'll get heat, if you go somewhere else, um, or if you go work for someone else, you know, and we want to cut that, we want to cut all that out, once you get into this game of pro wrestling, it is very cutthroat, it is, you know, when, when you're out there, and you're doing it, you're traveling around, you're working shows, um, it is tough. Yes, our training is tough and we are hard on people. We're hard on everyone. But, you know, we're not bullying people. It is a right, there's a right amount of toughness to help build a good mindset. But we are coaching everyone to be better. You know, we, we are not putting up with any sort of harassment, any sort of bullying. Uh, there was actually quite a few people uh, that are not at the school because of reasons like that that we didn't let in. You know, we had a lot of people that we didn't let in. That's what we we set this out like an invite only because I wanted to work with people with that same mindset, but also with people that weren't going to completely waste our time. Back to when I was at you know coaching for those three or four years and you know I'd spend so, many, so much time with someone and then I'd never see them again I wanted to eliminate that now I know things happen people are going to come people are going to go that, that's it but you know some people might only be with us a month some people might only can come down you know once every couple of months that's fine that is fine but the core group of our guys and girls um, we want to be solid and not wasting our time so that's why we set this up uh, you know is the invite only you have to apply you have to get accepted into the school um but yeah there was quite a few people that didn't get accepted for those reasons and yeah also reasons on when you know we're not tolerating any any bullying or harassment or any any of that shit because you know, there's just no need for it absolutely no need for it um but yeah we highly recommend people go check out other schools go check out other places work with other people try and work with other coaches like it's it's about getting better. We all want to get better. That is it. But when you're when you come under our roof and you're with us, you get us hundred percent, and we're going to do everything we can to make you that little bit better. Um, and it's good to see that everyone's come in. That the the amount of progression that we've seen in these two and a half weeks, it was really incredible. And people feel that. People feel that atmosphere already. That just in that, that small amount of time, the progress. People have progressed so much. People have been wrestling for years. They've come in and be like, oh, I thought I could never do that. I thought this would never happen for me. And, and it has. And their mindset has changed. And we've, we've built mindsets. People, if, if, 
you know, just lack confidence and, you know, we can see their physical ability of being able to do something and, you know, they haven't been able to believe, they don't believe that they're able to do it and we've seen them overcome it and do it. And that is just so rewarding to us. It's so rewarding and then that's what we want. We just, we just want to get people better. We don't care about people just coming to us and we want to make the best school and this is how everything is done. It's not like that. You come here, we just want to make you a little bit better. That's it. Take it. Go go out. Use it. doesn't matter. When you're here, we want you to be better. Um, so, man, these two and a half weeks was awesome. It was like I was sort of living the dream. You know, I'm running the strength and conditioning side of things. Uh, with all my lovely clients face to face again, it's good, so good to see them, um, and also doing the wrestling at, at night. So we're running four nights a week. You know, obviously we, we there's no contact or anything like that, but there's a lot of drills, getting everyone conditioned, which was actually worked out well in that sense, as we could condition guys and girls because they hadn't been wrestling for so long through the first lockdown that. As we came back, we're just doing conditioning-based stuff um, and drills, you know, that were obviously we could we could do with social distancing and and all that jazz there, because it helps build their bodies back up rather than just chucking them in the ring, getting to do matches and all these contact drills. It's going to be um, a recipe for disaster. People getting injured. <laughs> so I put together, you know, a a good program and sort of where we're at now is you know with with my background working with joe defranco triple h's trainer and being in the performance center sean hayes the um head coach is a wwe performance center um taking all those those the foundations of their sort of programming and and what i've learned for them we put together a, a strength and conditioning program for all of our guys and girls to do at home, whether they have equipment or not, we'd customize it to them. Um, and a, you know, so a, a strength program and a in-ring conditioning program for them, which is specific to in-ring conditioning. <laughs> now, say that because I see so much um, people running. It's just, it's just. It's, can't blame anyone it's just a lack of education that's all it is um and that's why we want to do things a little different we want to make when we don't get people to come in and just completely smash them and destroy them break their bodies down doing 500 squats and all this crap there is times and places when yes we do that to build mental toughness and you know sometimes there might not be a direct reason if we do that besides being mentally tough because that is so important but it shouldn't be a whole conditioning for pro wrestling at all um conditioning done right it will build that mental toughness anyway it will also also be specific to what you're doing in the ring and have a, a direct transfer um you know it it comes down to Vyskansky's um principle of dynamic correspondence where it's the <clears throat> I think I hope I didn't butcher that, man. We're we're running, we're running on fumes at the moment now. It's um, four a.m. Had probably three hours sleep. The girls are up. 
<laughs> girls are up a bit last night. Um, so yeah, um, it's making it is making what you're doing specific. So you hear, hear the term of like functional training a lot, um, which is it just gets thrown around that hey, this is I'm doing this. It is functional, but is it really? Does it match the duration? Does it match the, the intensity? the plane of motion of what you're doing, um, a lot of the times it doesn't. So our conditioning is functional. It has a direct transfer to the in-ring stuff. Um, what I was going to say about that, I see so much you know, little boot camps going on and people just throwing a bunch of exercises together to keep ring fit and yeah they'll, they'll do a bit they'll keep your you know aerobic, aerobic base up which is very important but it it's not specific and things need to be more specific to what we do so that, that that's one thing we want to bring to the table too we wanted to make things more specific to what we're doing Which I, th- I think is so so important, and, and that's one thing that is lacking. So that's that's what was needed. So that's the whole reason of why and sort of where <laughs> everything is at with the school. And you know they're doing um they're doing a lot of promos too. So we're getting them set up, getting them promo promo drills and character development theory sessions. You know how to build a resume, how to talk to promoters, how to go into getting booked, things like that, which is all important. We need to do that too. Uh, so there's a lot going on in the wrestling and the, on the wrestling side of things. Um, it's just yeah, just getting it all set up. Just took a bit of time. But the future, we don't know what the future is right now. Where we're going, what's going to happen? Are we going to a stage four lockdown? We're not too sure. So we look at where we're going to be. Well, we were planned to go before the second lockdown. We'll plan to. Um, go back to contact training it was like on the 12th or you know 13th of july but you know then second lockdown happened so we obviously couldn't do that and now we're back to not training at all only training at home so who knows obviously when we can reopen or probably go through the same process of non-contact but sporting venues can be open gyms can be open so we'll go back straight back into what we're doing and then We'll go into contact, and then things will change there. Getting back into drills, and all this is just building a foundation and coaching these guys, getting them ready to do shows, do tryouts, all that stuff. But we're not too sure what the future will be, how long it's going to be before shows are happening, before you know tours can start going ahead again. So we're not, we don't know what's going to happen with tryouts or anything like that. So, but it's getting everyone prepared. That's what we're doing. That's the future getting everyone prepared, helping people as much as we can. Um, we want to keep this, keep building the school up, keep it running. Eventually, we will be doing some sort of shows. Uh, it has been has been a question that you know a lot of people have been asking us. Will you guys do shows? Um, Phil Phil and JXC actually ran Mayhem Pro. They ran a couple of shows there. Um, so we'll bring something back like that because we're gonna, we have all these guys. We have a great great group of um of beginners of rookies in um about 20 20 or so guys and girls and then we have you know about another 15 to 20 
um, intermediates, advanced groups, um, and it, these, these guys and girls are going to need a place to work. Um, and, you know, there will be promotions here and there that we'll, we will be working alongside with. But at the end of the day, they also need a, a home to work as well. So that, that, that's where I'd like to see this see this go is to eventually be running that that would, that would sort of bring the full set that would be that'll be a full circle for us <laughs> um, but man we're we're doing it we're going strong that is the future of relentless so we're, we're built we just want to build people up build up their foundational skills build up their promos characters building all-rounded wrestlers finding their strengths getting them to work on their weaknesses um so many people lacking the fundamentals. So that's that's one thing we've found out in these last few weeks that, you know, people that have been working years and years and years, you know, lack basic fundamentals that, you know, if they were to go to a WWE tryout, they, you know, might struggle a little bit. So we need, we need to prepare everyone. And, you know, for where they want to get to as well, people don't have all the same goals of getting to WWE. Uh, it might be they want to wrestle in Japan, they might want to wrestle in Mexico. So it's preparing them for that. Um. Yeah, that that's pretty much it on the school. Um, if everyone's anyone is interested in applying to the school for when we do sort of reopen, email us at relentless pro wrestling school at hotmail dot com, and yeah, we can direct you to uh, fill out an application form for that to be considered for our school. All right. Speaking of pro wrestlers, we had my man who I've worked with for a long time that I've actually helped coach a little bit along the way too um, in his early years, um, Jet Ruka. <laughs> his ad, man, is a hell of a talented guy, man. But um, I feel for him. He has a very quick metabolism, so it's, it's very hard for him to put on sort of, I'm sure... Jet will be okay with me talking about this, but very hard for him to put on body weight and muscle mass, um, although he's done a freaking incredible job um, with that little bit that I've worked with him and helped him along the way. Um, but he is definitely putting the work, and he is he is looking great. He is looking incredible, so um, good job, man. Really good job. But he's asked about... Um, I've just got to bring up his, his question, but he asked about... <laughs> Labeled it as fat abs <laughs> because he wanted to know um, how he's always wanted how like the bigger guys show their abs even though they're not super lean. So you see this a lot through um, one in off season like bodybuilders, uh, strongmen, powerlifters. You see they have high levels of body fat. Clearly a lot of muscle mass, but they have like high levels of body fat where they're not super, super lean. They're not like at 12, 15%. They might be a little bit higher around like the 20 range. They, you can still see their abs. You can still see, and that's not super ripped, but you can still see their abs like poking through. Um, and there's, there's so many reasons why this is um, and how this can happen. <laughs> One thing I will say quickly because I do get a lot of questions if, um, about abs and about definition of certain muscles. One, a lot of it does have to do with 
not so, not so much in this case, but like um, genetics is a huge thing with people. Some people will store fat in different areas. Um, you'll see like a lot of women will store, because bi- biologically, biologically they have to, they have to store a lot of fat around their, around their, you know, around their thighs and their, and their waist, you know, for pregnancy. That's how it is. Um, and some more so than the others. Everyone's different. Some guys will have like super lean, like up through the shoulders and chest, but then store more like more more fat around like their abs and, and love handles. Or you know, it can be the opposite. Some guys can have like a leaner waist, but store more like up more body fat up on the chest. Everyone's just so different. Everyone has like um, different muscle insertion points as well of where the muscle like attach, like how far the muscle attaches from the bone. That's another big thing. Um, you know, I even have a client of mine, um, and he has enormous biceps. Like his biceps are huge. You know how much he trains biceps? How many times a week? Zero, no bicep training. <laughs> the only thing where he uses biceps a little bit is doing like pull-ups, uh, sorry, chin-ups. Um, that, that, that's pretty much it. Um, and he sort of rows like where his bicep might work a little bit, but he's not doing like eight sets of curls or anything like that. Um, and that's just you know genetics. He's he's genetically gifted with big biceps because of the, the insertion points of where they where they're, where they're attached. It's just how his structure is that his biceps are able to grow like that. So genetics do have a big part in that of where you do store body fat um, and also like the structure of your muscles in terms of like the shape insertion points um but with these abdominal muscles that aside what what else it could like the reasoning behind it with let's go with um oh, oh we can do both we can do both all right so it comes down to like hypertrophy as well okay so even if you have let, let's look at let's look at your, your biceps. All right, even if you have a lot of a lot of body fat on you, say if you like you know 30 percent, where you have a lot of body fat, even higher up to like forty percent, you have a lot of body fat on you. If you still have large biceps, like big muscles, you're still going to see them. You know they're not going to be super super like defined or anything, but you're still going to see the the shape of the muscle. Like you ever look at like um. Uh, anyone who is, you know, if you, see, if you see a guy who's super, like, very, very obese, a lot of them will have, a lot of guys like that will have, enormous, which I'm freaking jealous of, um, will have enormous calves. <laughs> enormous calves. Um, <clears throat> you see the muscle coming out. They're not super lean. Yeah, they're big calves because they're carrying themselves around all day. Um, and sometimes genetically they're just people have larger calves some people have smaller calves like myself I have a very long achilles tendon um so i have a very small calf there thanks mum and dad it's genetic um you can build your calves up a bit but you can't you know it's, it's very hard to to increase the size of your calves and the actual structure of you know your your ankle <laughs> um so yeah even though these guys walking around have a lot of body fat on them, you can still see these big calves coming out. Same things like they might see big chest. You can see there's a lot of muscle. The same things happened with, you know, with these larger guys that, you know, 
whether they're off-season bodybuilders or competitive strongmen, powerlifters, because their abs are—they they have big abs. That's how it is. They have strong, like strongmen and powerlifters, um, but you know, more so strongmen have incredible freaking core strength. Their abs, like yes, yeah, a lot of them look like sort of hey, it looks like a big fat dude with you know a bit of a six pack. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. They they have to be big. Same um, powerlifters they. Because their, their, their goal isn't to be shredded or anything like that. Their goal is to lift a lot of weight. That's it. And to do that, you have more mass. The more mass you have, the more sort of weight you can <laughs> move. So, yes, they're freaking strong because of how they train. They have incredibly strong cores, which builds big abs. And that's why you can see them poking out a little bit, even though they're not super defined. Off-season bodybuilders... Okay, are taking large amounts of steroids, which is another thing. Steroids increases muscle mass. And that's, that's where you do see it a lot. You'll see like a guy who has a bit of body fat, um, he's not super lean, but he's jacked out of his mind. So not super lean, but he has he is freaking jacked. And you know, you'll see You'll see the six-pack, you'll see his shoulders popping out and all this stuff, but he still has a lot of body fat on him. Um, And that can be due to large amounts of testosterone (laughs) pumping through the body. Um, So he's just able to build a lot more muscle mass. So it it is possible to, to see your abs without really low bodies of body fat. Um, but for most people, that it's not the way you, I believe, you know, getting leaner is the best way to see your abs. But you need to have a good solid core to see your abs. You, If you're revealing your abs and you're worried about sort of shredding and coming, coming down, uh, dropping body fat, um, you, want a, you want a good six pack there to show off. <laughs> so... That goes into, you know, core training, which, you know, and one thing I'll, I'll touch on with Jet, again, I hope he doesn't mind, <laughs> but, you know, I coached him on his core training as well and completely changed the things he was doing, and his core looks incredible, and his question like this is probably, you know, he, he still wants his abs poking out, and he probably wants to put on a bit more size, I'm not sure, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't contacted him, I'll get in touch with you soon, Jet, um, but that goes core training, and he he completely changed the way his core looked, and he was it just looked incredible. He looked like he was getting these big big abs, and that will take time to build. Um, but it goes into to how you're training your core as well. Um, if you're just doing thousands of sit ups, leg raises, holding a plank for nine minutes, um, you know it's not really going to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you haven't done any of that before, doing a little bit, yes, you will get better. It's like anything, um, you you can increase a little bit of size, um, but you'll get to a point um, where that that's not going to happen anymore. Especially if you know you're an athlete like you, Jet, um, you would know that you know how we change your core training. You know the sit ups and leg raises isn't gonna, isn't going to do much. Um, because the abs are like any other muscle. So if you are doing any sort of flexion or lateral flexion of 
exercise like a sit-up or a crunch or something. You can do it weighted. Um, that's a good way to increase the hypertrophy, so increase muscle mass on your abs. But what i done and what I've done for Jet is, and what I do for all my clients is incorporating anti-extension, sorry, anti, um, anti-movement <laughs> patterns. We got there because we have anti-extension, anti-extension, we have anti-lateral flexion, um, anti-rotation. These exercises are what build a good solid core. So we're doing things like pal-off presses. Um, you know, we're attaching a band to the rack and we're setting up in, in athletic stance and we're, you know, we're, we're pressing the band out and the band's trying to trying to pull and rotate our body and we're using all of our core muscles to, to stay in that fixed position. It's sort of like a plank. Like, you imagine a plank. What, what are you doing when you're holding a plank? You're up on your toes, you're up on your forearms and you're stopping your, you're using your core muscles to stop your body extending down to the ground. Yeah, it's anti-extension. So... But there's a time where a plank will get super easy. You know, if you can hold a plank over a minute, then, you know, after that, you know, you might want to progress to harder anti-extension movements. So things like a core rollout where you might, you know, hold a plank on a stability ball. Sometimes that's enough, hold a plank on a stability ball. Uh, We'll just get you bracing a little bit harder. Or, you know, you hold a plank on a stability ball and you slightly roll your arms out and back in or you do circles or you trace numbers, trace alphabet. There's a bunch of different things you can do where you're basically stabilizing your spine through movement because that's a role of the core, stabilizing the spine through movement. Um, so things like that, things like, man, loaded carries, farmer's walks, that are, they are huge for the core, which is, you know, look at strong men. You know, they do so much loaded carries where they, you know, pulling trucks and freaking doing all these farmers walks they're using so much of their so much of their core while doing that um doing the big yoke walks um it's all core it's all core stuff it's why they have big abs <laughs> um in my opinion if you want to build a strong core i think anti-movement exercises are key for that in combination with you know loaded carriers which you know can be can also be like a, if you do like a one arm loaded carry. It can also be like a a you know anti lateral flexion movement. They're the best ways to build core strength, which also will increase core musculature, core muscles, bigger abs. <laughs> so, all right, it is possible to do it. A lot of it does have to do with genetics. Um, Steroids as well is another factor, and big strong abs, big strong cores. So it is possible. That's I hope that sort of answered the question there. You know, genetics again do play a part in that. Um, I used to always get so like upset at my wife because I would I would train my freaking ass off, and then I'd have a beer and a pizza, and I'd just blow up like crazy. And she could eat whatever she wanted, no matter what time of the day, not lift a freaking weight, and she'd just have a little six-pack. I was like, are you serious? Why? Why does it have to be like that? <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> but no. Um, genetics do play a part of it. Don't, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Compare yourself to you. Um, and that's what, that's what I say to everyone. 
compare yourself to you. It's okay to you know, get competitive here and there. That's okay if it's healthy competition. Um, but don't worry about like, oh, why are they super lean? Why do they have a six-pack? They don't do anything. I train way harder. Worry about you. Worry about what you're doing. Are you looking better than what you did last year? Are you training harder than what you did you know, a month ago? What are you doing? What are you doing differently now? Where are you going? Are you adapting? Are you changing? Are you getting stronger? Is your body, is your body getting better? Are you moving better? Are you performing better? Worry about you. Compare yourself to you. Um, I know that I went off a little bit, a bit, a bit of a tangent there, but uh, yeah. So, genetics, large muscles, muscle insertion points, also you know other factors in that. So, hope that answers your question. I got one more question for you. This I've rambled on so freaking much. So if you if you're still listening, which I hope you are, um, thank you. <laughs> I wanted to keep this under like forty five minutes, but you know we're at about we're almost at fifty minutes now. One last question. It was to do with resistance bands training at home, because um, obviously we are all in lockdown now. It is very very hard to buy equipment for the gym for your for your home. Um, so I had a question for tips for working out with resistant band sets when you can't get to a gym. If you want a full program of just body weight and resistant band exercises, that's all you have. Hit me up. I'll get you stronger. I'll get you jacked. Um, it obviously depends what you're, what you're looking at. If you, if you just want to be healthy, whatever it is, I can help you out with that. Um, I have a lot of my clients... Uh, you know, a few of them were lucky. I was able to lease out some of my equipment that I had here to them, so they had that at their house because you know it's not getting used here at the gym. I keep sort of what I need for my training and lease the rest out to my clients because one's going to benefit them and you know just add a bit more variety to their programming. But a lot, you know, like majority of our wrestlers, there might be only two or three that have equipment. They're all doing body weight and band stuff. About half my clients are doing the same thing, all body weight, band, resistant training. There is so much you can do. It's a very, it's very hard to answer your question because I don't have. All right, what are you training for? What have you done in the past? What your training looks like? Have you know? Have you, have you trained before? Are you, are you new to training? If you, you know, you've been training ten years. What are your goals? Are you training to increase strength? Are you training to increase muscles or lose body fat? You know. Uh, it's just too hard. It's too hard to say this is exactly what you need to do. But what I can do for you is I'm going to, when I post this podcast, I'm going to post a YouTube link to my channel, which I have set up for all my clients as an exercise reference, which is basically just a video library of exercises of body weight and uh, band exercises for them that you know write their program it's all sent through a pdf and if they're not sure majority of them are pretty sure you know what know what they're doing uh, but if they forget an exercise or something or just want to be refreshed of how it's done they just bam go to the youtube link and look up the video there and it's, it's right there for them I'll, I'll post that link with this podcast so you can check it out um and i'll also also I'll hit you up directly um, if you want any help with your programming. 
and maybe any any tips that you do need directly of what you can and what you're trying to train for that that's completely fine but man there's so much you can do with a band like if you're doing like a full body workout and you got a band like you you have everything there you can do one bulgarian split squats elevate your foot up onto you know a, a chair or a, a bench or something if you need slow down you can change the tempo you don't have to they're tough enough you know bulgarian split squats a lot of people struggle to do them body weight uh, but if they do get too easy then that's when you can change add changes to the tempo you can slow down the eccentric you can make you can do iso holds at the bottom essentially you know do a 30 second or a 45 second you know bulgarian split squat isometric hold hold the bottom position for 30 45 seconds let me know how your quads and glutes are feeling um if it even gets tougher there like you can add a band you can step on the band and you know put the band up over your head so it's sitting like sort of on your neck and shoulders so that adds a bit of a resistance you know as you as you lower down into the bulgarian, bulgarian split squat your the resistance will decrease and as you come back up it will increase as a band band stretches so that's one way of making a load there for your lower body you can do things like x band walks where you step on the band keep your legs straight cross the band over make an x and you step you know say do 10 steps to the right 10 steps to the the left where you you know just activating the glutes in that abduction plane of motion um we'll try and think what else what, what can we do for the lower body you know you can loop the band around bring put both legs in the band bring it above your knees you know put your upper back against against a chair or a couch or something and do um band resisted hip thrusts where you know your feet are flat on the floor your knees are bent at 90 degrees and upper back's resting on the bench hands out to the side and you're lifting your hips up off the ground squeezing the glutes at the top while you drive your knees out as well which helps um activate the glutes a bit more and then you hinge back down and bring your hips close back down all the way to the floor but close enough back down to the floor and then back up again um, and that's one good way of training hip extension there, there's so many things you can do your band pull aparts for your upper back is where you know you hold the resistant band about shoulder width apart keep your arms completely straight grip the band tight and then pull your band pull the band apart until the band reaches uh, reaches your chest squeezing your shoulder blades together uh, man, I use, even when we do have full equipment, then I use them in almost every session. They're so good for developing the muscles that support the shoulder blades, the upper back. You know, you can loop the band around a pole and grab one side of the band in each hand, uh, stand in an athletic stance, or you know, in a split stance, down on one knee, or a tall kneeling stance on both knees, and do you know, band-resisted rows, where you you know pull the band and you row, squeeze your shoulder blades together. Um, you know, and you can do things like isometric holds there, or you can just do it for reps, or go for time. You know, you can stand around the other way while the band's looped around a pole, and do the same thing for a chest press. You know, um, push-ups, band-resisted push-ups. There's so there's so many things you can do um, for full body training. Pal-off presses, as I said before, you know, attach a band to the to a pole or a rack, and stand out to the side and press the band out, so it's stopping you stop your body from rotating there is endless amounts of things you can do for body weight and resistant bands training if you have a resistance resistant band man you, you have so much you can do 
Um, it's just too much to talk on this podcast. Uh, I don't want to spend all day. I've already eaten up about almost an hour of your time. <laughs> so what I want you to do is either I'll send you a message directly anyway, but for anyone else that's listening and, you know, hey, that sounds pretty cool, um, either message me, hit me up, and I can write you a program with, you know, even if you don't have a resistance band, you just have body weight. <laughs> that's all we have. That's fine. Um, otherwise, I'm going to I'm gonna post that YouTube link with this podcast. So wherever you stumbled across this, that link will be there. Go there and you can see all those uh, body weight and resistance band exercises um, that we're, that I do update quite regularly. Uh, there's quite a few that aren't on there that I'll be putting up over the next few days. Um, that's pretty much it. We got through it. We got through it. There's going to be a lot more coming, so please send in your questions. As there was a bit of a tangent here. I wanted to explain what was happening with the school, the lockdown, everything that's going on. But things are well. We're moving forward. Get, we've got to get through this. Keep your mind healthy. Keep up your immune system. Make sure you're exercising. Make sure you're eating right. Make sure you're sleeping. Don't take on my sleep patterns in the moment. Make sure you're getting enough vitamin D. That's a huge one. I think it was something like 97 or 90. Eight percent of people that um, that died in the in the U.S. were severely deficient in vitamin D. Um, since I increased my vitamin D levels, because uh, I used to be, I used to like take it, but I, you know, I sort of wouldn't take that much, or I'd be very inconsistent with it. So I might take it like here or there and then I'll forget a bit and you know, I'd always get sick. I'd always get a cold at least a couple times a year. Uh, so what I've done since, and you know, I'm touching wood <laughs> because since I've been increasing my vitamin D, I haven't been sick at all. I haven't been sick. So um, that's one thing I, you know, the best way is to get blood blood work done to see if you are deficient but majority of people are deficient in vitamin d um it's just especially i think it was a lot of even in america a lot of sort of um a lot of like african-american african people were severely like really really severely deficient in vitamin d and their immune systems were so low because of you know just the, the genetics like their their skin they're, they're not used to the cl- the climate of what it's like in America they're used to you know Africa where they're from so when they when they when they move and they come over here it's it's a, go over there it's really hard for their it's a lot harder for their body to absorb the vitamin D because they're used to that that crazy sun in Africa you know so Absorb, you know, it's the best way is just to get your levels checked and see. Um, I've even noticed with like a lot of like European people as well that that I've worked with, um, their levels were always quite low for that same reason. They have that, you know, olive darker skin. And some people just, we just don't get outside enough. We don't get outside. We're indoors all the time. We're working in offices. We're doing all that jazz and we don't get enough sun. 
it is crazy what vitamin D can do for you um, in terms of your mood, things like, you know, anxiety, which is a huge thing at the moment, depression, it can help elevate your mood. Um, and just, yeah, your immune your immune health is what we want to take care of, you know. I, I recently went to, now I don't, recommend that you go out and do this again get your levels checked and see what you need to do but i've been taking about four thousand. i use the vitamin d a day uh, originally it was just taking one sometimes two um yeah i've been taking four thousand. i use a day which is you know safe to do even up to five thousand. okay when i do feel like i felt run down the other day we went to we, went, we took our girls out to ballarat went to the wildlife park we went to the park and um, it was freaking freezing. It was so cold. Uh, we thought living out in, you know, we live in Dales Creek, which is, you know, about, uh, it's about 30 minute drive from our gym. Our gym's located about 30 minutes out of Melbourne. So, you know, we're probably about an hour away from Melbourne. We're out in the Wombat State Forest is where we live. Um, so it's the middle of the bush. We're up in the hills. It, um, it gets pretty cold, frosty, snows. We thought it was cold there. Ballarat is a freaking next level. That is, it was so cold. We're right next to the lake as well. So all the water coming off, all the air coming off the lake. It was freezing. Um, we do live in Ballarat though. Um, there's a lot of fish in that lake. Um, I've been there many times with, with my dad. Well, the last few times he hasn't caught anything, <laughs> which has been pretty funny. He's getting upset, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man, my dad, he, he cracks me up so much. He's complaining so much at the moment because he can't go fishing. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's storing, because we've got a like, property, um, it would be the land, so he's storing our, his boat at our house and he's so upset that he can't because they've, you know, they've locked, like, they've got all, like, these little borders set up where you have to go through um he can't he can't get out to get his boat to go fishing so that's pretty funny he's getting he's getting all <laughs> all agitated but um yeah so it was so cold and i felt myself getting run down and you know i'm like oh man i do not i cannot get sick because i've been sleeping so poor so you know i i took a little bit extra so i, I think for a couple of days i took about six thousand i use and you know guess what i'm fine i'm good and i hope you guys are all feeling good too you know i hope through this lockdown period you're not feeling like you're stuck at home in a prison house is a fucking prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry step brothers is like one of my favorite movies um I'm sorry if that offended you, but ah, oh, that's so hilarious. Um, and very well fitted. <laughs> Man, yeah, if the camel genitalia are there uh, and all the swearing offended you, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> send me a message and maybe I can give you something for free. <laughs> but, oh, man, if you understand my humor, you know where I'm coming from. Step Brothers, it's hilarious. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, anyway, let's get out of here. I'm going to go train, get it done, get after it. If you have any questions, topics you'd like covered, please let me know. We're going to get these happening a lot more. That I promise to you. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. Keep believing in yourself. Focus on the vision. Inspire others to do the same. And guys, please remember to be relentless. Relentless.